Hey everyone, we did something a little different for this episode. I have a Hey Shay, What Do I Say Facebook live show on the 21st of every month. With all that is happening in the world of COVID-19, I asked my friend David Bennett, who is also a coach, to join me on the topic of how to be a spark of hope in the midst of chaos. And during that conversation, we came up with the idea of having a Facebook group called Hashtag Firestarters to help others who are being a spark of hope in the midst of change in the world that we live presently. So hope you enjoy the conversation because it is recorded live and feel free to find us on Facebook and for the group Hashtag Firestarters Sparks of Hope. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks. I have found the secret to transforming trauma into treasure. We start by choosing to invest in ourselves first, and then it overflows onto others. By sharing how we have overcome our obstacles, we ignite a tiny spark of hope, love, connection, and community in other people. And when we ignite that spark, the whole world lights up. And that's the power of investing in people. Just imagine what you could ignite when you invest in yourself first. Says you're alive. Woohoo! What's up, everybody? Hello, hello. Thank you for being here. So excited. So let's see. Um, am I able to share it? We should be able to share it. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Oh, you just went live on my screen. Yep, me too. Okay, so we are getting it started and we're getting it share to our pages. If uh, you are listening and watching and you could share it too, that would be awesome. So a quick backstory, um, really quick. David, you want to tell us how we met? Tell everyone how we met. So we actually met through a, well, both of us were going to go to PodFest. If you don't know what PodFest is, it is a giant like um, seminar, I guess you could say, for all podcasters across the United States or, or the globe. And uh, we met on the face group there by me posting on there, hey, I am really lonely and need a friend and I'm overwhelmed. And Shay was like, I'll be your friend. And that's how we met. That's kind of like the summed up version, right, Shay? Yeah, yes. And then <laughs> funny story, we actually get to the podfest and uh we da- we did we met in a like probably a 10, 15 minute time frame in, in, passing. in little pockets throughout the whole fit conference and didn't even really get a chance to talk to each other. Mm-mm. So since then we have created this group. Um, Fire starters. I love the group. And we just created it as of last uh, Saturday because here all of a sudden we were having this. I had you on my show. Hey, Shay, what do I say? And it was just such a, re- a good fit. It really was. And I, to be honest, um, I think the reason why Firestarters came out is because I 
just recently made a podcast called Out of the Darkness. And we were talking about how everybody has this light deep down inside of who they all are. And depending on who you are as a person in the current moment, it could be a a, a burning hot flame where you're living your purpose, you're living your passion, you're doing what you love, or it could be as dim as a candlelight flickering in the wind. And that's usually because of you're surrounded by your environment that's maybe suffocating it, or you don't have faith in yourself or you're doing so you might have all of the money in the world and still feel so unfulfilled because you never found that thing that what lights you up a little bit. So uh, we were talking about how Right now is the great time to be a fire starter, like uh, or a a fan, a, f- a person who fans the flame. You know what I mean? What the darkness hates the most out of everything in the world is people who shine their light. So if you're shining a light, and and Shay's shining a light, and you have a very dim light, the only thing you could do is be around people who are gonna light your fire or be a fire starter for you and you could be part of a bonfire community and i think that's something that everybody genuinely needs and that's what podfest was for us absolutely and and what's so funny is my my a business name is already sparks of hope right and so we were talking about it and he kept calling me sparks which is you know perfect and cuz that's what we're all doing we are literally here to just uh, allow not only to our light to shine right now in this midst of, of chaos, but mm-hmm. we're wanting you to shine your light in the midst of chaos. And so we will definitely, this is a conversation, please write in the comments. And unfortunately, with this particular thing that we're using called StreamYard, when we post your comments, it will say Facebook user. It does not give your name, but please know that when we go back to the Facebook, we will see it and we love it. And so we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, uh, for commenting and for sharing and um, just, you know, us being together, us putting on this right now is uh, our way of shining a light. So um, I, I have a suggestion. If you're going to leave a comment, uh, can you uh, just kind of put your first name and then a dash? Right. And then that way we know who's who's asking the question just so we can address you. If that's OK, you could say uh, like right now, <laughs> someone posted this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. I love that. I love that. Me too. Thank you so much for posting that. And we want your light to shine. Absolutely. And so um, unfortunately, like I said, we can't see who's saying it. Um, but and so. We're not, we can't identify you. However, we will go back on the Facebook and identify you. So thank you for that. Oh, Alicia. Alicia. Awesome. Awesome. She's one of the fire starters. So anybody has any questions, if we accidentally probably won't, but if we accidentally miss a comment, you can, you can actually ask Alicia and she'll answer some questions too. So she's, she has not missed a single one of your live chats. That's what you've said, right? Yes. She's, she's been amazing through this whole, uh, well, we met each other probably a year and a half ago, and she has just been, she's been a light for me. She has been a fire starter for me. And so I'm so glad that she's here and um, can can do this work with us. And she is also a certified fearless living coach. So really? Yeah. Yeah. She's an awesome person. You might want to have her on the your podcast. So speaking of that, and I would love to have you, Alicia, if you ever decided that you wanted to connect, I know we're Facebook friends now because we kind of connected over that live thing, you know, but um, I just had Shay on as my own podcast guest. I don't know when the, the actual episode is going to be live because we talked 
for about right now, I still have it up. We talked for an hour and 16 minutes and it was just, let's just say that if there was a fire, it's not even a bonfire. Like you could see the fire from the galaxy next over. That's how much information we were pumping out. And the biggest thing that stuck out for us in, in that podcast was uh, forgiveness. You know, that was yeah. one of the biggest things that we wanted to talk about in this live stream um, was how how do you forgive yourself or how do you forgive others? And it was one of those biggest things. Okay. All right, Alicia, I'll, I'll connect with you. Uh, call me. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, we realized that we both kind of took the same steps, right? They came the same journey. Mine was a little different, but it was similar and relatable to hers, to how we forgave ourselves, forgave the people who we were mad at for the longest time. And so it doesn't really harvest in our bodies, you know, tension, tension and stuff like that. So I don't know if you want to add to that there, Shay. Uh, yeah, I do. Sorry. There's so many people texting me and I'm trying to just get, um, I'm just trying to making sure that, that we Everybody see what's going on, who's who's being attentive and to focus on the show. So yeah. one of the things that we talked about on about forgiveness was, you know, how do you forgive someone? Uh, what are the steps that you can do to forgive someone? And truthfully, right now, if you're being, uh, you know, in isolation or I like to call it solitude, if you're in this space right now where you have time. Now is a perfect time to start forgiving people. Amen. So, David, do you want to share a little bit about your story and then I'll share mine or vice versa? What? So, so I, I currently see that my mom's watching. So, uh, awesome. mom, I'm, I, I talked pretty much about our unique story a little bit about how I was very angry growing up and um, I didn't know how to express myself other than um, with punching holes in the wall. That's pretty much what I told her. It's like, because I, I felt like, no one really understood what I was doing. And you and me have a really, we had, not now, because again, I have to tell you, my mom's also going on her own healing journey and she's learning so much about herself as well. So um, I think for the last, what, four and a half years, uh, her and I have been able to connect on a way that I don't think we've ever connected before. And we understand each other now, you know, um, back then it was more like, it was her way or the highway. And it was like, mom, you're not listening. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's it. kind of what's what it was. So um, my, the biggest person that I had to actually forgive was my mom. You know, even though my mom was one of those people that had the whole world on her shoulders. Does this make sense? And I'm just talking about you, mom, because I see that you're here. And um, you should comment in and chipe in in the, in the comments if you wanted to in the live comments. But um, we I had a lot of responsibility growing up. Uh, it was for, because my mom told me and it's in one of our podcasts, it was like, she told me I was the man of the house, you know? So at a very young age, so I took that personally, you know, I took that, like, it was like, it was my job and I grew up really fast. Right. But doing that and with a dad who was, he was there, but he wasn't there. And then he moved to Canada. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I had a lot of hard feelings for my mom. You know what I mean? Because I was like, man, why, why, why are we doing this? And she, she couldn't provide that life. You remember how you mm -hmm. saw the other kids who had everything and then you were the kid who didn't and you were jealous of them. But after seeing it from her own unique perspective of how things were and how I'm an adult now and I kind of see where she was, I was like, man, like I was harvesting all this stuff for so long and I didn't ever think about the other perspective. Does that make sense? So I had mm -hmm. to forgive her. 
You know, that was one of the biggest things. But I also had to understand that I had to forgive myself for how I treated her because after I realized, I had this realization that I've been harvesting it for so long, I had this extreme guilt. You know, I was like, man, I'm such a jerk of a son, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember sometimes I call her. You know, I call, I called her and just say, hey, mom, I love you so much. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, I, I just thinking about you and I love you. Um, even when I came back from Puttfest, I called her and I was like, thank you so much just for being a wonderful human being. You know, I was like, I love you for even giving, making me who I am. You know what I mean? <sighs> that's, that's just a little part of the forgiveness. But um, we were talking about how, like, I bumped into a girl and in high school and i thought about it for so long and um oh she's commenting hold on <laughs> but uh I just, about- just fyi sorry to interrupt you but if you do put a comment again we cannot see your name so please put your first name and uh who wrote this so we will know so we can acknowledge you but thank you all for listening and tuning in and commenting so continue yeah. David. So, so my mom said, because uh, I could see she commented on actual Facebook feeds. So I have both of them up because I have three screens up. She said that we had to see it from each other's perspective and we both had to listen to each other. And that's and, and this is going from forgiveness, but also perspective. You know what I mean? Um, and listening. There's there's three types of listening, but I'm going to talk about two. One is listen to reply and listen to understand. And so many mm-hmm. people are in this condition now to listen to reply. They're like, yeah, I hear you, but but you're wrong, but you're wrong. And no one really validates what the other person's saying, so they even feel understood. So if you tell the person that they're wrong immediately because you're listening to reply, they've shut off. Right. You know? and right. What, one of the things that my mom and me had a mom, I just, I really just talking about you because I see you here. So I, I, why I'm not like zeroing in on you. I'm just talking from our own unique uh, journey together for these last five years that, you know, once we sat down and I just listened to everything that she was going through and she listened to me, man, it was so much easier to forgive her. Mm. The question is, Shay, what do we do if we don't have that relationship with the other person? What, what do we do when we are angry at a person that no longer is in our lives? Mm. How do you forgive them? That's the question. Uh, that's a great question. So uh, we were talking earlier and like we had said, if you're just now tuning in, David had actually been, that's why I have his shirt on team Bennett. Uh, we He had just been at, uh, interviewing me for his podcast and it was such an amazing conversation. We were like, you know what, let's keep this momentum going. Let's have a conversation and share what we've been talking about with all of you, because right now it is so important to be a, a spark of hope in the midst of this chaos. And that's really what fire starters are. And so your question was about anger and how do you, um, you don't talk to someone anymore, right? So how do you kind of forgive them? Yeah. So like, let's say that prime example, me bumping into that girl at, at gotcha. high school, and I always thought she was mad at me and I was harvesting that. Like I never was able to forgive myself and I had to reach out to her and say, Hey, I'm so sorry for bumping you way back in fifth grade on a Wednesday at five o'clock at night, you know? Um, and yeah. she's like, I, I never thought about that before. So there's these things that I was harvesting of guilt and, and, unforgiveness of myself because of what I've done and I'm and she wasn't even thinking about it so we were you and I were talking about how many times have we or still to this day how much stuff are we thinking about that the other person's not and so we have to try to learn how to forgive ourselves as well you know what I mean right um so <laughs> 
Funny story. So if you guys knew me way back when, when I was in middle school, junior high age, I was a bully. I was not a nice person. And um, I know that may be hard to believe for some people, but there are probably some people watching who are like, oh, I remember her. Oh, yeah. And so if that is you and you do remember me in that way, I am so, so sorry. I hope that you forgive me. I had so much going on in my own life at home that I couldn't control. And that's to me. uh, So I'm going to a side note from forgiveness to bully. When you have someone who's bullying you, it's most of the time it's because they are hurting and hurt people hurt people, right? Mm -hmm. Just like empowered people, empowered people. And, um, and Alicia says, I don't buy it, Shay. And thank you so much for saying that you don't buy it. That's how I'm feeling. Like, I don't see it, but, uh, but trust me, there are, there are kids out there that are like, Oh, I remember those days. Um, I even had like a whole bucket of water dumped on me on the bus. Cause I was, uh, we did a uh, water gun fight. No, they decided to really get me and dump a whole bucket of water. And, um, you know, honestly, I deserved it. So I wasn't upset or mad or anything like that. So actually what I did is one, there was a couple of people that really stuck out to me and I, we became Facebook friends and I was like, okay, I can't in good conscious go forward and be your Facebook friend and not clear the air. So I reached out to them and sent them a message. It's like, I'm really sorry that I treated you that way. I hope you forgive me. Now, mind you, I never got a response. And thank God for Facebook messages. You can see that he read it. Whatever he, whatever happens on his end is up to him. And like I said, I, I hope that he does forgive me. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing about forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't necessarily about the other person. It is about you. Mm-hmm. And so anger, because that's a lot of times where forgiveness um, needs to happen from as a place of anger, is it's like drinking poison, right? It literally eats you up from the inside. Yeah, it um, you. That's, that's what it does. Yes, very much so. And if you take that anger and you don't let it go, if you don't heal it, if you don't recover from it, it goes to depression. It goes to bitterness. It goes where you are completely shut down emotionally. Yeah. And so I knew at some point that I needed to uh, get rid of this anger. Mm-hmm. And like I was telling David before, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia many years ago. And I had such chronic pain. And throughout my entire body, I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck in the morning. And I wanted to cut my feet off every morning which is such a weird thing to say, but I was like, they hurt so bad. I just want to remove them because and of the stress buildup. Right. I, well, I think it was from the anger built up. Right. And yeah. we just, it was holding on to my cell at a cellular level. It was holding on to me and I was able to um, let that go through journaling actually, and figured out that I was angry just by journaling. So Alicia says, let alone all, what that anger can do to your body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I had figured out that that's probably where the pain was coming from was the anger. And I, and I started, started journaling some time before that. And so I was just realizing like, oh my gosh, I'm angry. And I'm just sitting with this anger, like, okay, I don't even know what to do with it, but I've never really 
felt it. I mean, I was a teenage alcoholic, so I was doing everything I could to stop feeling, period. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was now feeling this anger and I was like, okay, what do I do with this anger? And so I would, uh, so for those of you who know me, I am a life coach and a speaker and a podcast host and a hairstylist. So in the salon, my clients would come in there like, how are you doing today? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm angry. And they're like, oh, great. And you're going to cut my hair with a sharp <laughs> instrument towards my head. Oh, I don't know. I don't know oh, if I want to do that. It's <laughs> funny. But the reality is I would ask like, well, how do you handle anger? And um, most women would say, I don't, I am, I don't, I don't know how to feel it. I don't know how to handle it. I, I, I literally have no idea. So I think that's the reason why we wanted to talk about uh, forgiveness today is because of this topic right now. And because I was yeah. talking about women, women shut down, like they don't know how to handle the anger. Men, they, they act out, they lash out, they, they punch things. Some people get really quiet. Like some men get really quiet, but you could tell like their eyes go black. You know what I'm talking about? Um, <clears throat> so what we're trying to figure out is what, as a community, what can we start doing to help people learn how to do this stuff? Like we were taught, we were talking about how in school, you don't, you aren't taught how to like control your emotions or deal with your emotions, what to do when you're mad. Like they tell you like, you know, if you're, you're upset, get out of my classroom or so, you know, we, we, we had so much to talk about, about forgiveness and anger. I don't know about you guys, but when I usually have anger, my whole body my teeth clench and i'm just so mad and i i clench my fist and after i'm done the next day my whole body's sore and so it's like all of that tense stress and anger and everything is getting stored in your body it's not it's not getting let out anywhere right i don't know i don't know if anger is dealing with the forgiveness but it's kind of like dealing what do you do with all that anger as well how do you deal with it what do you guys leave down in the comments yeah what you guys do with your anger and how you guys kind of deal with it. Because me personally, um, I had to identify why I was getting angry so much. What was triggering me? What, why was I getting so such to a point of boiling, you know? And it, I realized, you know, one thing, it'd be kind of like a gnat, one gnat. It'd be flying around your face and you're like, ah, I hate that. Right. And then two come around. And you're like, okay, this is getting really annoying. And you get up, right? You get up and you walk away from the gnats. But then a whole – you have you ever done that? You take your hat off and you're flopping at them. You're like, I freaking hate this. Eventually, if you're in those gnats for a long time, you're going to go insane, right? And it's, right. What, and it's what you're doing. You're bottling up your emotions. Every single gnat is slowly just building up to that blow-up point. Does that make sense? And so I was like, what am I doing? How how can I identify what's what's that gnat? You know what I mean? What is that – thing that's bothering me so much and how can I deal with it? And I found out, like you said, you were mad at all of these people. I was mad at situations. And every single day, if I was by myself driving somewhere or doing something, I would replay. Things happen in my mind. Like, oh, I should have said this or I should have said that. Man, I'm like, ooh, that would have been so good. And I should. And I'm sitting here and going, wouldn't you like that? You know, I would Mm -hmm. just replay the entire thing over and over again. And one day I called my mom and I'm like, what is this called? And she's like, it's called brooding, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so Alicia said, when I'm angry, I cry. I have learned to figure out 
my figure out if my tears are from sadness or if anger, either way, I give myself space to feel that feeling. Great. Yes. <laughs> Great. That's one of the things I learned because, because I was upset or sad or I was bottling things up. I wasn't allowing myself to feel it. Like you said, what my mom and me just currently went through last year is like, Listen, even though like everything's going to get better, the reality is I'm going through this really tough moment right now. I have to be able to feel. You can't tell me everything's right. going to be fine because I don't feel fine. I need to feel like everything's falling apart. You need to tell me it is. You need to let me feel that feeling of sadness so I can move on. Does that so, make sense? Absolutely. And that's just it right there. We are not taught to feel, period. Doesn't matter if that feeling is sadness or happiness or anger. We're not taught to feel. So one of the things that I realized is um, for women, like for men, they act out, right? And so as a little kid, that's what I was doing. I was acting out. I was hurting other people. As an a, as a teenager, then I moved in from acting out and hurting other people to hurting myself. I started drinking at um, 11 years old. And by the time I was 15, I was drinking daily, Ooh. daily, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Thank goodness. I mean, I got a DUI at 16. Yeah. And I was able, I didn't, I didn't quit drinking at that time. I slowed down a lot. And by the time I was 23, I was able to say, that's it. I'm done completely. And so I've been sober for 20 plus years. And it's, it's so interesting to see how it started from me not wanting to feel period. I didn't want to feel that anger. And so I think as women, we stuff it down. We either eat too much or we drink too much. You know, people are like, oh, let's have another glass of wine. And that's great if you can do that. But I can see so many people doing that as a way to not actually process the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know I know people in my life, they they stop smoking, right? But the stress started building up and they started building up. They started smoking again. Oh yeah. I used to smoke too. Yes, absolutely. And, and so I, and I did, I actually, I never told my mom that I did until like, uh, I think this year. Last now, year. right yeah. now you just found out that you used no, to smoke. No, 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 no. She knew. And I, I like my, my mind was like, I was always, I was always kind of like scared to tell her because mm. I was always against it. You know what I mean? I was always against it, but I only smoked when I was drinking. Does that make sense? Sure. And so, and my mind was like, it felt good because I was so stressed out all the time of everything that was going on. And so like, I get it. But when I stopped and I started identifying what the heck was wrong and why I was smoking. And I realized anytime I felt a stressful situation, I was like, where's my cigarette? Where's, where's right. That? You know? And my brain was like, all right, I need to identify how to fix this. Cause I don't like this. I don't like having to rely on something, you know, right now my, my, my thing is coffee. You know what I mean? But I mean, there's nothing wrong with coffee, right? <laughs> well, as long as you're not overdoing it, abusing it, is it hiding some underlying thing? Right. I think yeah, that tiredness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's hiding the anger at yourself for not getting enough sleep, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so uh my mom, her name's Cheryl, by the way. Just yes. throwing it out. Hi, there. Cheryl. She's Thanks leaving, for being here. She's leaving comments in the actual comment thing, so I'm seeing that. Uh, yeah, please. So she said the first thing I know it's okay to be angry. We are taught that being angry is wrong. But like you said, ask yourself why you are angry. Most times there's a different feeling attached to anger. And it, so I think, didn't they say that anger is a secondary emotion, right? It it comes after you feel something else, right? I think it's usually sadness or 
with sadness. It could be guilt. It could be frustration, disappointment. I mean, yeah, it could be a lot of different things. And then, like you said, it festers, right? And then the anger starts. So there I am realizing that I'm angry, right? And I had asked people how they dealt with it and they, I didn't really get any answers. And so some time went by and I'm, again, I'm using some time because I don't remember if it was weeks, months, (laughs) (laughs) some time went by and uh, I was driving down the street to go to work and I turned on the radio and I believe it was um, uh, Charles Stanley, the minister on the radio. And he said, do you have a list of people that you're angry with? And I went, Oh my God, that's what I need. I need a list. (laughs) And so I found the napkin in my, um, you know, console fast food napkin and, you know, folded it. However, many times fast food napkins are all bunched up, you know, and grabbed the pen and just started going and listed all of these names on the front and the back. And I was like, wow, I had no idea that I was harboring even just a grudge towards somebody who did something extremely minute to me, but it was still there. And uh, Lelisha says it's a product of uh, fear. Anger is Ab- absolutely. It's a product of fear. I think for me, looking back uh, at, at the, um, looking back at the whole situation and all of the things that I was mad at these people about was I was uh, afraid of who they thought I was or I was afraid of disappointing them or I was afraid of losing them. Mm. Yeah. Deep. That's, deep. That's some deep stuff right there. Yeah. So, now, what was your process with handling forgiveness for each one? So I I bet you the process was different for each one, right? Actually, no, it wasn't different. I took that list, that big, that big fast food napkin and decided to throw myself a pity party. (laughs) Like literally. I remember this. I'm I'm ready for this part. (laughs) This is my favorite part about your story. (laughs) Like literally a pity party. I got my favorite food, which was jelly beans and Cheetos and Pepsi and had my cigarettes and camped out on the couch. And I took my journal And I wrote each one of them a letter of saying exactly what I wanted to say to them and then saying, I forgive you. Will you forgive me? And then wrote, God, will you forgive me? And then I went to the next person. And of course, with all that food, added lots of Kleenex because this was an extremely emotional exercise to do and yet and therapeutic and yet, once I did it, the anger inside of me was completely gone. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. So I, I know I've asked you this, but I'm sure everybody else is thinking, what did you do with those letters after you were done with them? Well, you know, we had we talked about it before. And when you're, you're sharing with yours and what you did, and I thought, did I do that? I honestly don't remember. Um, I don't know if I lit them on fire. I don't know if I just ripped them up and threw them away. I don't know if I, uh, I don't even know. I don't think I still have them. That could be my, you know, I could come across that one day. I don't think so. But um, I think I just got rid of them somehow. So, what about you? Have you done anything like that? Yeah. Well, I was going to way back. No. Uh, so back in about 2014, that was the year my daughter was born. Everything changed the moment that she was born, right? I started seeking, like, who can I be? I want to be the best person I can be for my daughter, right? That was the biggest thing because of the father figures that were in my life. I talked to you about this. I had three dads, one that left, one that beat me, and the other one that stayed and loved me, right? So um, 
when I knew that I was going to be a dad like you, I went to my mom, like, how, how can I do this? You know? And she's, and she said what she's, her mother told her was, you're going to get through it, figure it out. And I was like, you're right. I am going to figure this out. I'm going to be the best dad. I'm going to show up to all her baseball games, (laughs) Uh, you know? (laughs) So, um, but like, I, I, decided to look deep in myself. It started like, I didn't wake up one day, like all my life and think this is what I was going to do. It was 2014 when I started realizing this is what I want to do in my life. I want to start leaving an impact. How can I leave an impact? Well, first I got to get the education. Then after that, it's like, okay, how do I get the education? Go invest in yourself. Once I got the the education, it taught me how to forgive myself and forgive others. And it taught Mm -hmm. me how to do things. I'm like, oh, I have to do that to be where I need to be at the next level. You know, it wasn't revealed to me when I figured it out, right? When I knew I wanted to do it, it was revealed to me through steps and that's how God works, right? So what I did was I wrote down every single person's name and put a dash by and and wrote how I felt about them. You know what I mean? Like happy, angry, upset, all the people that I knew. I went through my Facebook page too and went through every single person and I was like, if I don't feel good about them, if I don't feel good about them, remove them from my life. I don't need them anymore. Mm. And and then I also, when I did that, I was like, I don't need you in my life, but I hope that God blesses you and I hope you're on your way. You know what I mean? But all of the people that I wrote down, it, it, like it was easy to remove, but the people that I wrote down had a significant hold on my heart. Once that was done saying, I forgive you, I hope you forgive me. I already knew God forgave me, right? God, God forgives me every day. Um, but like, I burnt it. Like I, I took a lighter. I actually filmed it. I actually filmed it and put it on a YouTube uh, video telling everybody, if this is what you need to do to get on with your life, do this, caught it on fire, threw it out into the snow and watched it burn and being able to physically release the thing that's been holding you for so long. did something for me. I don't know if it'll do stuff for you, but it physically did something for me and I didn't live with it anymore. From that moment on, I said, I'm no longer going to live with this because I'm over it. Right. One of the things that for you, like bowling, you know what I mean? How long ago was that? You know, you said that you've been sober for 20 years, probably high school or even middle school was maybe longer than that, you know? So thanks for that. No, I mean, (laughs) just what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, right? Because if you stop drinking at 23, I'm sitting here thinking you said 20 years. I'm sitting here saying, well, there was probably 10 years where you been? Yeah, I was drinking at 11. And by the time I was 15, it was every day. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I was very um, versed in hiding my feelings, very good at it. Or so I thought anyway, maybe I was just, you know, oblivious to what was really going on. Yeah. The point was, is that like a lot of us hold, hold ourselves to the person that we were 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. It's like, and a lot of people, Hold you to that person that they think you are and they haven't even seen your journey. They haven't seen what you've done. They haven't seen how you've grown. They haven't seen how you've been processing that. You know, I don't even know if I could say that word, Alicia. That sounds very much like Hawaiian practices of hopa pa 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 pa. Yeah, that word. <laughs> yes, thank you. And she says, uh, fire is very healing, David. Love that story. Yes, thank you, David, for sharing that story. And thank you, Alicia, for uh, putting in comments. So if any of you want to comment, feel free to and make sure that you put your name behind it because we're not being able to see the comments in this. However, um, you know, this is our first time using this. So it's all yeah. a thing. One, one thing I also have to say is that we've already we just got talked about this on my recording for the podcast 
podcast. So we're kind of jumping around story to story. So if you want to know more about what we're talking about, just ask. So we, cause we are on this high, we've been talking literally, right. all, I feel like all day, but it's been since right. five 30 that we've been talking to each other about these subjects. So we felt like we needed to share it with you guys because we know a lot of people out there, even through this quarantine, um, this could be a really bad time for people that are harvesting a lot of bad feelings, a lot of unforgiveness. And, and I think it could be a very peaceful time, a very blessful time. If you started surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals like Shay, myself, and, um, and Alicia here who says you might get sick of hearing from me. Never, ever, ever will we get sick from hearing from no. you. And see, that's the thing though. When you're surrounded by the right people, they'll never get tired of you. When you're surrounded by the people that don't want to help and they don't care, they're going to get tired of you. You need to, to attract your vibe will attract your tribe. Right. I heard that. Right. Somewhere. It's not mine. And, I heard that, but. And that's what fear tells you. Fear tells you that you're, that everyone else is sick of hearing from you. That's a lie. And we know that fear is a liar. Right. And that's mm-hmm. how it shows up. It shows up by telling you, Oh, I'm. I'm, I'm the one who's constantly commenting. Oh, so what? Thank you. Thank you for commenting. We love this engagement. And, you know, the reason we're doing this is because David and I had just, literally, I can't even describe it to you except a spontaneous combustion. (laughs) So we'll go with that theme, right? A spontaneous fire starters met and we had two fire (laughs) meeting. They're they're already lit. Yeah. Engulfs. It literally just, yeah. <laughs> and it did that in a Facebook post immediately. And all he said was, Hey, I'm here. I'm going to this thing for the first time by myself. Who else is going to be by themselves? Um, let's, let's meet up. And he created this entire tribe for him to say, Hey, do this. And I was like, I'm, this is my first time, but I want to be friends with this guy. Right. I mean, yeah. Who wouldn't want to be friends with someone who has the courage to be vulnerable? And that was another thing that we haven't even begun to talk about or unleash is being vulnerable. Shay, if let's talk about it. Um, I am telling you right now, I literally hem and hawed about it. I talked to Beth Mm. about it. I talked to my mom. I was like, I feel like I need to do this because I'm going to be so shy. You know what I mean? And oh man, she, my mom commented. So, uh, they, they're having a hard time commenting in the stream chat, actually. So uh, if you guys are having a hard time commenting in the actual stream, um, Alicia, maybe you can help them out with that. But uh, you guys can comment on the Facebook. I'm, I'm reading the, the comments on the thing, and I can read those as well. So if that's something you want to do, you can. But uh, maybe, Alicia, you can help them figure out how you did it. But uh, going back going back to what you were saying about uh, – being vulnerable and and who wouldn't want to be my friend by with someone who was incredibly vulnerable and took the chance to do that. You know, um, one, I want to know what your thought process was because the, I didn't, I wasn't thinking I was doing anything. I thought it was doing something taboo. Like it was frowned upon. If you went out and asked for friends, like I thought it was something that like people would frown upon. It's like, look at this loser trying to be friends with people, you know? Well, one of the things I've learned in my process is the more vulnerable that you are, And the more willing you are to step out of that comfort zone of being safe and guarded and hiding your feelings, the more confident you become. And to be able to see that in another person because they're being vulnerable is because I've been through my own vulnerability 
phase. Now, what's interesting is that I, I was telling David earlier, I couldn't even say the word vulnerable because I was so unwilling to be vulnerable. Now, now I feel like I'm completely transparent and vulnerable and I'm able to share um, any anything that I can. Um, what is uh, so, so I just heard this, uh, this phrase over on Sunday, just a couple of days ago. And I was like, Oh my God, we have to start saying that vulnerability is the new sexy. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. So if it is going to make you, um, vulnerable to forgive someone, then I want to encourage you, even challenge you to actually take those steps, especially in this time where you are in solitude, if you're quarantined or self-isolation, whatever you want to call it, I like to call it uh, solitude. If you're going to take this time and, and better yourself, then really look at, is there someone that you need to forgive? Is there someone that you need to have that conversation with? And you might not even need to have a conversation it's just about having uh, having forgiveness within yourself for that person. So guess what my mom just commented? She what? said, I can relate to her so much. Have I not been <laughs> yes. doing it? So yes. Mom, Cheryl, we'll have to talk. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you guys have to connect because um, every time she talks, I hear your your story. And not It's not the same, but it's super ultra mega close. Like if, if you were to draw a line and you try to trace over it, that's pretty much, it was, that's accurate. You know, I think you guys would be good friends or you guys would hate each other more than the other, but, um, so the reason for uh, this conversation, the reason for this group, uh, so if you see that it's shared from a group that's called Firestarter Sparks of Hope, please join it. Uh, we are just really want to build a community of people to either that need encouragement or that are encouragers. Um, whether that's a coach, whether you're a speaker, maybe you're just a, a positive person. We want you to be part of who we are and be able to share your message out there. And so Alicia says, I think you both had some flames behind you. And now all of these others are fire starters. Absolutely. Thank you, Alicia. So um, one of my closest friends just posted. Okay. I met this kid when he was 16. Uh, he said, going back, his name's Colton Brown. So he said, going back to when I met you at I was 16. You were someone that was willing not to only be my friend, but mentor me in my life. It's mm. someone that I could look up to uh, that wasn't someone in my family. And I'm glad that you had that vulnerability to let someone so much younger than you in. So when he was 16, I think I was what, Colton, 22, 21, 22. I just started hitting like hitting that, uh, that scene, but I was desperately trying to fit into the church. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, one of the guys that took a chance on me was, uh, pastor Keith. I, and mm -hmm. I was like, why don't you come in and try to take care of this? And he's like, and I have a kid named Colton. He's new to the area, you know, and he's looking for someone. I was like, I would love to meet him. You know, he didn't tell me that Colton was six foot, like nine, six foot 10. The dude is a giant. And, um, so for some reason he just clicked and I love, I loved him from day one. Right. And he's, he came, he's, I've, I don't know. He's one of those people that if you saw him in Walmart, you would drop everything to go hug and then run back to your stuff. <laughs> That's who Colton is. But Colton, Colton too had like a really rough childhood from what I know. And so like his own unique experience and who he turned out to be, I'm so proud of who he became, you know, mm -hmm. because the path that he was on when I met him to who he is now, I'm just so proud of him. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, 
And this because of people like us, you know, the step up and fire started, the fan is flames and he became just he, he he was already cool back then. But like who he became to be, I'm so proud of you. Um and if you wanted to be a part of the group, Colton, I think you should be, because you are a big a big fire starter. He fire he he lights my own fire just by coming in here and saying, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think you need to be a part of this group and you need to start getting into this stuff, Colton, because I feel like you would feel like home here. Well, and, and I just want to also talk about, um, Alicia says, hold on just a second. I'm going to write this. So ho o po no pono is a Hawaiian practice of reconciliation and forgiveness. Thank you, Alicia. Something to look up, huh? So we, we call ourselves, we're calling this a fire starters only because, you know, we have really, like we said, we met and it spontaneously combusted into this amazing conversation about, how now, especially now, is the time to be um, encouraging and to be hopeful and to help others out in this moment? Because yeah. we get, I mean, I don't know about you, where you all are from or where you all live. And if you want to put that in the chat, feel free. But I'm in a place in the middle of the country that they said, you know, 30 days lockdown. So uh, we get these amazing second chance of 30 days. Let's do something extremely creative, constructive that is going to help us come together and unite as a nation rather than pulling us apart. Absolutely. And you know where it starts, Shay? It starts with people like you, like me, like Alicia, like Colton, like my mom. You know, um, if we start building that bonfire community of fire starters that are willing... so. But sometimes what happens to a fire starter, they'll go into the darkness and they'll get consumed by it. They have to have a com- a place to come back to be able to build back up. Does that make sense? Like a battery charger, mm-hmm. but you need to come back and get some more fire. Does that make sense? Um, and there's people out there that are just naturally just all light all the time. But there's people out there that are comfortable with getting the light from someone, going out and producing it and spreading it and then coming back and grabbing more. Does that make sense? Yes. And there's also people who go uh, absorb the light, right? They love it. They take it all in and then they just hold on to it because they're too afraid to share it. To do it. To share it. So here's the thing. If you take in something that's called knowledge, when you share it, it's called wisdom. So we're asking you to share your wisdom. We are asking you to share the light that we know we see in you, right? Because guess what? The COVID-19 is contagious. So let's you be contagious. Let this spark. Let this spark of hope be contagious, right? My mom just put hashtag be the change. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Hashtag fire starters. Hashtag be a spark of hope. (laughs) Yeah. Be the change that you want to see in the world. And the only way by being the change that you want to see in the world is by lighting your own. And you got to be a fire starter. You got to light the fires. So it's like using your sparkler to light other sparklers. Exactly, Alicia. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. For some reason, I, I don't know why it feels kind of demasculating to say I'm a sparkler, but uh, I like I like the fire starter. Oh, a spark, yeah. <laughs> I, I like being a sparkler. Sparkler. No. Fire starter. I did that way too well, and I scared myself. <laughs> uh, but no, so anyways, back to what we're talking about. Being a fire starter all starts with also self-forgiveness, and it's not going to happen overnight where you're just going to be like, I forgive myself, everything's going to be easy. 
it's a daily continuous process. Even now to this day, uh, I've been a, a certified life coach for about a year and a half, right? So I really am still trying to figure things out, but I also know where my roots are now. You know what I mean? Like I've reevaluated my entire life. I realized why I became a coach and I have forgiven myself, but you know, those things pop up in your mind. Like you still did this. It's like, yeah, but I, I, you have to, you have to, it's a battlefield in your mind, right? So you have to constantly go, yeah, but I I forgave myself for moving forward. And you have to take dominancy over your mind, right? You need to be the dominant thing, not the negative thing. So yes, it does make sense. And to that, I want to give an assignment. Oh, imagine that a coach. Homework. You got, you got more homework. (laughs) Uh, And it's really, an assignment, I'll call, uh, to call it a challenge. So, you know, there's all these hashtag push-up challenges. How about a hashtag uh, coaching assignment, right? Uh, coaching challenge. Um, healing. Fire no, healing. Hashtag firestarter fire challenge. challenge. Perfect. Hashtag firestarter it feels challenge. So good. It feels so good. <laughs> it just works, right? Mm-hmm. So what I want you to do is take a sheet of paper and draw a line down the center of it long ways. So it's this way. Okay. And on the left-hand side, you're going to think about that person that you need to forgive. And it may be yourself. And that's okay. And you're you going. Need, you might need more than one piece. You know what I mean? Because if you if you draw it down like this and you write me like this, so, you, got, you, got some, you got some work to do. Yeah. So it looks like this, right? So you can see mine's already filled up. So <laughs> on the left-hand side, you want to put, um, think about that person. So it might just do this for one page per person. And you're going to write down um, how you feel, okay, about that person, whatever incident that you remember, you're recalling, you're remembering. And then on the right-hand side, you're going to write, I am willing to forgive you. And on the left hand, so it could be something that you want to say. So I'll give you the example of my dad. And uh, I've done this um, example, not only with my dad, but he's gone now and he became my best friend for the last five years. So the good thing is, is that it does work. So I was angry because he said to me that uh, I would never be good enough to meet a husband. And in the right hand column, I said, I am willing to forgive you. In the left hand, he said, you're not pretty enough to blah, 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 blah. In the right hand column, I said, I am willing to forgive you. Now there are some, and you just keep going down the line, right? And write everything down that you feel that hurt was hurt by. And then you write that you are willing to forgive them. Now, what's interesting is if you're not willing to forgive them, then you say, I am willing to one day be willing to forgive you. Because maybe you're not willing yet, and that's okay. There's no right or wrong here. We're not uh, We're not here. Uh, David's not here. I'm not here. We're not here to judge you by any we- means, shape, or form. I don't, I don't have room to judge. You know right. I, mean? I, I, don't, I don't have time to be judging you, honey. No. <laughs> I am. We're just here to help clear away some space in your heart, in your mind right now. We have way too much stuff going on in the world that we are all worried about. So let's just clear away some space now so we can be better 
people on the other side of this. Uh, you don't want to be in your own way. You know what I mean? You don't want on, – on top of everything else that's happening in the world, you don't want this forgiveness bubble thing also there. You know what I mean? Because then right. you'll be in the middle and you'll feel squished. Deal, you can't control this, You know what's happening in the world. You can control this. So why don't you take care of the things you can't control and just let this thing take care of itself. Don't Don't ignore it. Acknowledge it. But take care of the things that you can't control. Does that make sense? Yep. And that's a whole nother exercise we could get into. But I felt like I was exercising and dancing. And then I feel like I am in Hawaii right now. <laughs> so again, on the left side, even if you want to put yourself uh, and you put yourself and let's just say that you said have said to yourself that you're not smart enough. And then on the right side, you put I'm willing to forgive you. On the left side, you've said to yourself, I'm not uh, I'm not sm- I'm not good enough. And on the right side, you put, I'm willing to forgive you. Yeah. Um, right. And all those negative things that you've said about yourself to yourself, like um, I know somebody um, had, maybe it was you this time, or maybe it was our last conversation. Can't remember. We've talked so much today, but you're replaying conversations. Yep. That's, I said that. Yep. And, and I was, I don't know if it was this conversation or the, our it last. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're replaying a conversation, what is it that you're replaying? Are you replaying because you're feeling a certain way and you're trying to deny it? So that's how our fear shows up. You're actually feeling insecure. You're feeling like you didn't belong. You're feeling unloved. And so your fear is showing up by replaying that conversation. So you can say, I forgive myself, right? I am lovable. Or you say, I am not lovable. And then you say, I am willing to forgive myself. So one of the things that you got to understand about forgiveness, you don't need to call the person up and tell them you don't, but you do have to look yourself in the eyes. Like I've, what I've learned, I just came out, well, not just now, but I have a podcast episode out there called choose yourself first. And in the beginning of the actual episode, when it starts is a letter that I wrote to myself and talking about how I'm proud of myself. I love myself. And I had to write to myself, said, David, you, I, I realize how hard you've been trying and sometimes I don't understand that. You know, you have to talk to yourself and talking to yourself and loving yourself is probably going to be one of the hardest things that you are going to have to do other than forgiving other people. You know what I mean? You have to love yourself and forgive yourself for the things that you've done and it might be because of bullying. You know what I mean? From what you did back when you were in high school. It could have been, it could have been 40, 50, 60 years ago. You know what I mean? 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, even one. Like, you don't want to spend the rest of your life harvesting this stuff saying I was a bully. You know, you could say I was, I had this hard emotional step back and I learned from it. Now I'm moving forward and I'm glad that I was able to identify it. You know, it's, it's a different perspective on how you look at things, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And rewording the situation. So you're not having a negative viewpoint on it, you know? Right. Right. And, and like you said, even if even if you do forgive those people and you do reach out to them and they don't respond, how they respond is not up to you. You don't you should not have to go, oh, I'm never going to live right if I never hear that they're gonna forgive me for it. No, you forgave them, you said you were sorry, move on. You know, that's where a lot of people get caught up too, Shay. Oh yeah. And 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 I wanna say just before we go on, so all the things that I've done, like I said. I was a bully and I'm willing to forgive myself. I abused my body by drinking at such a young age. I am willing to forgive myself. And, 
here I get to I get to actually respond when you're forgiving yourself, right? So when you're forgiving yourself, you actually get to respond and say, "Yes, I forgive myself." And I, we're making light of it, but the truth is is that when someone doesn't respond, if you're trying to reach out and go, "Well, I tried my best." Then be okay with that. Right. And how they that's where boundaries comes in and how they react has nothing to do with you. Right. I it totally 100% 10% agree. Like, yeah. Preach it woman. <laughs> <laughs> preach it sparks. Uh, yeah. They, so if you're willing to take that next step and, and reach out or have that conversation with someone, understand that it might not go like you had uh, planned it in your head. So, you know, again, we can go to the whole thing of what you have control and what you don't have control over. So what you have control over is letting go of the, the, the remorse, the anger, the guilt around that situation. What you don't have control over is how someone else receives it. Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just know that you are okay where you are right now, number one. And where you are uh, and how they receive it is okay. So maybe they come back to you and they're still angry. That's okay. They have a fee. They have a right to their feelings, just like you have a right to yours. Amen. Amen. And and Alicia says those uh, younger versions of ourselves are forgiving. We are forgiving. We're truly doing the best we knew how to survive. Absolutely. I love those old versions of ourselves. Of myself. Absolutely, Alicia. You're so right. You know, a lot of we are living in a lot of times we were living in survival mode. So we did anything that we could to just survive. Right. And uh, that's what that's a whole nother topic. You know what I mean? And it talks about what we talked about was the programming and how you grew up and how you were you learned. Like if you were in a toxic environment growing up, you learned that toxic environment. So when you go out into the real world, you're seeking that environment. Right. So. And that's because that's what you know. That's You don't know any different, you know. And sometimes if you were in a better environment, you're uncomfortable because right. you're going, when is it going to happen? Like, because that's right. what you're expecting. But just to read some comments right now, um, I'm sorry to jump over here. No, uh, Col- Colton Brown said, uh, being an adult probation officer in Erie, Pennsylvania, a lot of my offenders come in thinking that I'm only going to yell at them for things that I have not done yet or for things that they have not done yet. And if they violate that in some way, but I found it. Oh, there's a lot. So I found out through reading a book called how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. I praise them for things that they have done good. Then discuss the things that they need to work on. Uh, they're more likely to uh, improve by our next visit. And he said, I also post motivational quotes around my office and a lot of my offenders have taken them. Mm. So, and that's, so one of the things that wow. I can identify right there is that they probably have people in their lives that have never approved of what they've done ever good or bad. And um, that, and that goes back to the domestic violence people. Sometimes this quarantine could be something bad for people because right. they're in a household where they're never, ever, ever being um, appreciated or accepted for who they are. So good on you, Colton, for being able to read a book. This is the power of reading, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, read, 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 read. There's two books. What were the two books that you've recommended before? Um, uh, Boundaries is one of them. And then Women Who Love Too Much. And even though it has women in the title, men, you can still buy it. And it applies because it's about 
It, it's about people. It's really about people, people who love too much. And, um, you know, we have about three minutes left because I don't want to go on forever and ever because obviously, as you can we tell, can. we, we can, can. <laughs> um, and we will. And so we just want to put this out here right now. We'll probably do more of these in the next couple of days, in the next couple of weeks for sure. Um, so because quarantine, we got to be, we're trying to light fires. We're trying to be fire starters. Um, another book, Colton, real quick. I just have to throw it out there. Another book for you, for you to read and for also to suggest to your offenders is He Motions. It'll help people who don't have fathers in their lives uh, learn how to deal with their emotions. It really helped me uh, through my journey as well. So um, I'm going to let you have the stage there, Shay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that um, um, book. It's by uh, T.D. Jakes, right? Is that who you Jakes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing, folks. We're all in this together. We're all on the same planet. We're all in the same United States right now, just trying to, to get by one day to the next. And our goal is to bring together more people like us, more like-minded people who are fire starters, who are excited about life, who, yeah, does that mean we're perfect every day? Absolutely not. It just means that we're not going to allow this time that we have to depress us. So if you're listening, please, and you're kind of going, I think I could be depressed, reach out, reach out yeah. to us. Uh, you can reach out to David. You could reach out to Alicia, who has been uh, graciously uh, commenting with us. Uh, we're, we're all coaches. You can reach out to me. And if you don't want to talk to any of us, there are so many people in the Firestarter Sparks of Hope group that you could reach out to. That's why we decided to create it. We created a safe place, right? We're just holding space for you. Right. You know, um, speaking from my own courage, if I never posted that post in PodFest, I would not be here speaking with Shay and I would not have met all of the friends that I have now. Um, so <laughs> maybe if you have enough courage, if you wanted to maybe come on the live with us, maybe we can have a third person. And if you want to get some of your questions asked, like let's say you're dealing with something really personal and you want to have your time with two, two coaches. I'm, I mean, bring it on, come on in. Maybe we can help you. And if we don't know the answers to your questions, by I'm the type of guy that will go out of my way to find the answers for you because they'll eat at me if I don't know what they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I know we talked about it on Saturday. We're, we're here for you. We're, we're doing this for you. We're donating our, our time right now for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we could go out and, and charge and, you know, make lots of money in our fees, Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you know, we're, we don't, it, that's not about this right now. It's about no. just loving and letting you know that you're not alone and letting you know that we're here for you and letting you know that this will be over. And when it's over, how do you want the other side of this to look? Do you want to be right. deeper in a depression or do you want to be like, wow, that time was really well spent? Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the things that we, I know we're almost going over our time, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're the product of the five people you hang out with the most. And so if you're hanging around four people that are super ultra mega negative, guess what? You're going to be the fifth. So 
if you don't want to be in the negative and your whole household that you're stuck quarantined with is negative, reach out to us. You don't have to physically be there, but I feel like I've connected so much with Shay and I don't live in the same state as her, you know? Right. And, but and where I, are you, by the way? Where I'm, are in, you? I'm in Pennsylvania. Right. Um, I'm in Kansas City. So we can be across the country and still be able to help you and reach you and have a conversation. And we don't even have to do this online. It can be just you and I on, on the phone or on absolutely. Zoom, yeah. Facebook Messenger, whatever. Please. I mean, I'm connected to uh, the Firestarter. I'm starting to send the links out to everybody uh, just in case you want it so you can become a part of the group. Um, everybody who commented on here or anybody who wants it, please send a message out to me. I'll link you to the Firestarter page. Um, please and- add people. Please, please, you know, please invite your friends who you know are also Firestarters or who need a Firestarter because we just we're just here to connect and love on people. That's that's our whole mission here. I'm so happy. I'm so, and so maybe we can even have private zoom chats for, you know how we do for the pod fest. We can have like, we can have 10 or 15 or 20 people come into a a chat and it doesn't have to be live, but you can be, you don't even have to show your face. You don't even have to talk. You could just be a part of the conversation and you can even comment there, your questions, just so you're a part of the community. Um, one of the biggest things that I've learned, I don't know if you guys know who Pat Flynn is or uh, Lewis Howes, yeah. but he right now, Pat Flynn is one of my my heroes right now. Yeah. And he goes live every single day in the morning and at two o'clock in the morning. And when I go on to his lives at two o'clock in the morning, he responds to me. He makes me feel mm-hmm. special. He, he goes, he sees who's the top uh, communicators are and he comments to them. And it makes me feel like I'm connected. Does that make sense? So what my goal, my point is here is like, it doesn't matter how big or small anybody is. All it takes is you to acknowledge another person's existence that makes them feel connected. Yeah. And so I'm telling you, I want to love people. I have too much love. Beth is getting annoyed with all the love that I'm giving her. So if you need some love, let me know and I'll share it with you. Awesome. And somebody uh, said, I will volunteer my services to light fires and they didn't put their name. So I don't know who that is exactly. Probably Alicia. But if it is Alicia, we thank you so much. If it's someone else, please. Alexa. There's Alexa in here too. (laughs) It's the same person. Oh. (laughs) So that's okay. If, um, it is someone else other than Alicia, please put your, because we know Alicia is also volunteering her services. And we just want, you know, and we'll have her on, obviously. The three of us can get on here, I believe. And we'll have her on maybe uh, maybe this week or next. And we'll just have a, a great conversation. It is Alicia. Okay. And we just want you to know that you're not alone. That's all this is. And we hear you. And we love you. And we want to love on you. And um, we're way over. We're four minutes over. And so um, just reach out and connect. I can't help it. So one more, one more comment. My mom said, I want more of this. You two together help uh, so many by just being able to listen to this. So Mm, that's what kind of, that's kind of the feedback that we wanted because we want to know how this is working. So if you want, if you want to say this again. Absolutely. And please feel free to share this and write one takeaway. You can write replay that you've watching this on the replay and just write your one takeaway that you're taking away from this. Hopefully the forgiveness exercise, you know, you can take away, but if not, and it was something brilliant that David said, because I'm sure it was, you know, feel free to write that in the comments too. So, so thank share, you. 
this is what I say. Share this if you have a takeaway. Share it. Use the hashtag, hashtag Firestarter, hashtag I needed this, and hashtag be the change. I want you to use those three hashtags. I know this is being recorded, so it'll be shared. Share it so we know what's working and what's not. That way we can follow you guys. And if you really want to, link us as well so we can comment and be engaging with you. I, I, my favorite thing to do is to engage with anybody who likes the content that I'm putting out. And I'm sure Shay's the same way. Yes. I will literally message you back within the first five, 10 minutes that I get a message. Unless I'm asleep. <laughs> I, um, I don't oh, sleep. I don't uh, sleep. Or <laughs> unless I'm with a coach, another coaching call, but that's okay. I just know I will be, we will get back to you. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And um, we love you. And we'll see you next thank time. Thank you for inviting me, Shay. Thank you. And we'll definitely be doing more of these. I have a feeling. Bye, guys. We're still here. I'm Are you looking for an inspiring and energetic speaker or host for your special event? Do you wish to have more confidence, more love, and more accepting of yourself, and you're curious about how to work with me one-on-one? Or are you looking for a brainstorming and visionary consultant on how to grow your business? When your answer is yes, then I invite you to send me an email at heyshay at shaysparks.com. That's H-E-Y-S-H-A at S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S dot com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you for being a part of our show. And it's people like you that make this show possible. So we hope that you know you are appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share this podcast. And when you want to continue the fun and conversation, join my official community on the Shea Sparks Facebook page. That's S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S on Facebook. Looking forward to connecting with you. May your day be filled with the sparks of hope that ignites you to invest in yourself and the people around you. Why, you may ask, because you are worth it. Mm-hmm.